This week on The Reverse Deck, who's winning what and where, plus more words of wisdom from our glorious leader. Greetings and welcome once again to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. My name's John Lee, I'm joined by Matt Allen. Matt, how are you this hockey week? I'm good, mate. Was I supposed to prepare some words of wisdom? Yeah. Oh, you just said at the top there, the words of wisdom from our glorious leader. I assume you're talking about me. No, not glorious leader of the podcast, glorious leader of the sport. Ah. Oh, I think I'd vote for you, though, if that's the post you wanted to hold. Well, it's only a couple of years to go. Yeah. Should we start? Temporary. You, well, no, you were putting your hand is. up. Well, what happened to you? Hey. You, you were in the race on, at a very early uh, stage. Yeah, look, um, the numbers weren't good, man. No? No, no. The, some pre-polling showed that, uh, you know, what I would I, I would have been splitting the vote. And, and you know what that would have mean? That would mean some of the preferred candidates who could actually do a decent job didn't get in? Um. Yeah, well, if I was splitting the vote, you know, Tyre wouldn't have won. Right. You know, we'd, we'd have ended up with that Belgian bloke. Right. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah, it wasn't... I, I couldn't... We couldn't have that happen, could we? No, no. no. Well, it wouldn't be good for the world game, would it? No. I'm looking forward, John, to uh, reading uh, Mohamed Tayyab Ikram's... He's the... Uh, was he president? Yeah. Uh, Chief executive president? Yeah. Um, of is he still with Africa, Asia? Asia. No, Asia. Is he uh, running Africa yet? Oh, I'm sure he's been there. Yeah. Free sticks for all. A loyalty fund. Grey sticks of it. Grey sticks in China, isn't there? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Well, the whole national teams are they only play with greys. Is that the only hockey sticks that aren't made in Silcot? No, there's greys made in Silcot. Oh, this is the very early. Um, Grays went to Pakistan very early in the piece. Oh, okay. Very early. Um, not a bad hockey week, John. Another, you know, chock full of summer hockey. I was actually having a good hockey week until about uh, half an hour ago when you started on your weekly hockey WA rant. And it was, just, just, it was hardly a rant. It was mention of one thing. It was one thing. Uh, there was three things. Uh, right. But, you know, that, that happens every week and it just took it down a little bit. But I'm back up now, Matt. Good. I've gotten over that. Good, good. Um, I actually, I enjoyed my Wednesday night hockey this week. I played up front for the past four weeks with some very good players around me that just don't pass to me because they know that I'm going to stuff it up. <laughs> Invariably, when you do get the opportunity, you stuff it up. Yeah, yeah. Back in the back line this week, it was just an eight-on-eight eight game, but it was nice to be actually be able to lay a few tackles. No goalie, I believe. No, not on our side. No. A few they, go in? Three, three went in, yeah. That's Break, right. Breakaways. In an eight-versus-eight yeah. game? Yeah. Full field. Yeah. There was a discussion, oh, should we go half field across? No, 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 no we'll play full field. I You'd think, think in a full field with only eight players, there'd be a lot more goals scored. Well, one goalie at the other end. Oh, OK. Uh, and it was a sort of game, of game of two halves, and we did play in halves. Good. Attrition. Attrition? Yeah. Mm. People tiring towards the end of the game. Those <laughs> for the will, the will to win. Didn't Hockey Australia post something this week or in the last couple oh, of days? No, there's some good stuff. I've got that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about yeah. that when that comes. Yeah, with, with regard okay. to, to, to Hockey 1. Um, are we talking about international hockey this week, John? Maybe. Uh, oh. Maybe not. Now, I haven't been able to put myself through. It depends. What, it depends. How, what. Did, how the hell did we do an hour and a half last week? That's question number one. <laughs> you sure you just didn't 
played on a loop and it was a couple, might, of, a couple of 45 have, minute have, shows. Or, I may have pasted when I should have cut. Well, the week before you put the wrong episode out, so anything could bloody happen. That's right. Uh, thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are in the world. I hope you've had an opportunity to enjoy some hockey this week. Uh, I've tried to keep up with what's been going on on the socials. Uh, I haven't really managed very well, but we are Is on Twitter the socials. Twitter still working? Twitter's still working. Okay. You, can, you can follow us at the reverse stick on Twitter. Please do, if you don't. Yes. Okay, let's go and find out in what's happening in some places around the globe. Mentioned NCAA last weekend, Matt. We did. Yeah, they had uh, their their quarterfinals and their semifinals. Sem- semis today, or no? They've played. They've already played. Um, so Penn State beat University of Albany one nil last week to progress to the semifinals. I think we did that, and we got to the semifinals. So North Carolina from bracket one took on Penn State from. Bracket three, or however it works, and it was a comfortable three-nil victory to North Carolina. So they progressed from the semi-final into the championship game, and they'll be taking on Northwestern, who uh, who beat Maryland uh, two goals to one. So quite a tight encounter there. North Carolina taking on Northwestern in the championship game. That game is to be held on the twentieth. So tomorrow or today. Or yesterday, depending on when you happen to listen to this podcast. And it's on at 1.30pm EST, which I assume is Eastern Standard Time, in the United States. Yeah, and there is tele- televisation of it. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, just on the NCAA, because it's seen a bit of... That's, sorry, that's Division 1, though, isn't it? There's Div 2 and Div 3 uh, championships that are happening uh, oh. as well at the same time. Bracket. This is all that comes no, up. So you've got D1 on the top. Oh, there. yeah. yeah oh, if there yes. you go, D2. D2, let's see how long this takes. Um, oh, yeah. No, no it's, it's the same exactly, one. exactly the same. Yeah, exactly the same. Should we try that one? You didn't actually click on it, you just took the little box box away. Uh, this it's is the official... It's taking just a little moment. Yeah, it's going around and around. To warm up there. Uh, um, nothing there. <laughs> Uh, let's try that one again. Here we go. No, that's the same one we just looked at. Anyway, check it out if you can. One thing that does irritate me is uh, the fields I play on. You know, like... Um, Multi-use? Yeah, and the lo- it's, it, it makes it really hard to watch when there's multiple... Sporting code lines on the field. It's not just, oh, we put the hockey field on a rugby field or something. It's, you can see there's several different sports getting played on it. And it just makes it difficult to understand as a viewer. Sometimes you, you're trying to figure out, is that gone five yards or not? Because you can't really tell. Uh. Well, I told you that grass game I played last year, at, I think it was John 23rd. And they had three or four sports laid out across <laughs> the hockey yeah. field. And I'm defending what I thought was the 25, but the 25 is actually another 10 <laughs> metres behind where I was. Ah, it just doesn't uh, look good, unfortunately. Uh, look at him getting caught out of position again. Yeah. Oh, come on, guys. It's got a, it's the field. It's the field. Uh, also, let's move on, shall we? What's going on in Ireland, Matt? I can tell you, because they're playing at the moment. Uh, when's the break coming up for the Northern Seas? I know that Germany's just about to have a break. No, they've already... The uh, Germans are finished. The Dutch are now finished. They're, into, they're doing pre-season indoor uh, Indoor, games. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm not, we'll find out next week when all the breaks are happening. 
Um, in the uh, Irish men's top competition, the EYHL, Banbridge uh, out on top. Uh, on goal difference over Lisna Garvey, they're both on 16 points. Glen Ann's in third on 12 points, although Banbridge and Lisna Garvey have a game in hand over Glen Ann. And three Rock Rovers have also played seven games, and they're on 12 points. Uh, then it's YMCA outside the top four, 11, alongside Annandale. And Monkstown, Estonians, Pembroke Wanderers and Cookstown. That's the men's competition. The uh, the women's side of things, Catholic Institute played eight games and they're out on top with 19 points a game and a bit clear of Loretto in second, although Loretto have a game in hand. They're on 15, as do most sides. Uh, old Alex is in third place on 12 points alongside UCD. And a point back to Pembroke Wanderers and Pegasus, Railway Union, Monkstown, Ards. And Belfast Harlequins at the foot of the table with just a solitary point, Matt. Old Alex take on Pembroke Wanderers this weekend. UCD Belfast and Railway Union Loretto. Those are all games today. Excellent. Oh, sorry. Was that the men's or the women's? That was the women's. That's good. That's right. I was correct. Uh, What's going on in Scotland? The men's premiership. Now remember, always go to the premiership. Don't go to Division One, which is listed above the premiership yeah, on the list of, list of leagues. Yeah, the National men's League. National League Division A is listed first, but it's not the top. It's the men's premiership, Division A, Western Wildcats. Uh, Fifty-seven points from twenty-one games, Matt. Sponsored by Checkpoint Software Technologies. Granger in second place on forty-nine points. How do their points go? If you played twenty-one, oh, three, and you eighteen wins, so. What's three times 18? 54. And three draws. Oh, draws. That's okay. Three. Gee, that's a... They've played 20 games already. Went no, that can't around. be right. That's got to be last year's... That's got to be last year's end of season. It is. It does. End of season was... games. None well, of them have played 21. I went to the league standings. Select a division. Let's... All right, select a division. Go to men's national Men's league. premiership. Oh. It just takes you there. Just do Isn't it again. It? Click on it. Click on it specifically. Men's Premiership. More, more great. Preparation done. Men's Premiership. It's the... That can't be right. We did this last week, didn't we? John, no... I've got to say, I couldn't tell you what we did last week. <laughs> no, we went... We did this last week, but why has it taken us there? Competitions. Let's, let's go through it again. Well, I can give you something more accurate, John, from a different site... Um, which uh, gives you yes. uh, standings for the men's Division 1 it's listed on this site as, but it includes Grange, Western Wildcats, Edinburgh, Watsonians. In fact, that is the list of the top four sides. Grange on top, seven wins and the one draw. Um, FMGM Monarchs sitting at the bottom with Malville just above them, Dunfermline, Calburn, Uddingston reading up the Table, games, uh, results from last weekend, John. Would you like any results from last weekend? Have you got some? Yeah, I've got Because I'm trying to find the standings. Oddingston, 7-2 winners over FMGM Monarchs. Grange, 3 all draw with Edinburgh. Inverleith, 10-2 victors over Dunfermline. Malville, 3-4 down at home to Hillhead. Watsonian, 7-2 up at Calvin. Western Wildcats, 8-2 winners at Clydesdale. FMGM, uh, oh no, that's going back into a week before. So that was last week's. Uh, results and then fixtures, John, yeah. this weekend, which will be uh, today, 
19th of the 11th. Clydesdale take on Dunfermline. Edinburgh versus Watsonians. Hillhead versus Unningston. Calburn versus Western Wildcats. Malville versus Inverleith. FMGM Monarchs versus Grange. Ooh, could be a hatful conceded there. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's the men's Scottish hockey Premiership. Uh, full set of games in England as well this weekend. Yeah, England. Uh, let's in the Vitality the w- Women's Premier Division. Yeah, the women, uh, Clif- Clifton Robinsons. Uh, playing Buckingham, East Grinstead taking on the University of Notts, Beeston and Surbiton, University of Birmingham and Loughborough students, Holcomb playing Wimbledon and Reading taking on Hampstead and Westminster. All those games are going on pretty much this afternoon as we speak, Matt, so they'll all be done and dusted probably by the time you hear this no, podcast. Not, no, not, not as we speak, though, is it? Because it's 8 o'clock in the morning in England at the moment. Yeah, well, we're going to be talking here for another six hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Coombe Dingle, what's that? It says it's one of these games is Clifton Robinsons and yeah, Buckingham. In the south Bristol so. University, yeah. Coombe Dingle. Yeah, it's a place. It's a place it's a village, Coombe Dingle, I think. Is that like Dingley Dell and stuff? Coombe Dingle. That's, that's the name of the that's place. That's great. I think it's fabulous. You know, I, I grew up Where are you going today? Coombe Dingle. I grew up near somewhere called Wire Piddle. Yeah, I did. Oh. Yeah. We've got a suburb here called Inaloo. Yeah, and Upper Swan. Upper Swan, yeah. And Coolbelup. Cool. Cool. Coolbelup. Yeah. Where this podcast is coming from because yes. we are, and you are listening to Hashtag Glow Hopo. The Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. So that leaves the table. Surbiton, everybody's played eight games, Matt. Surbiton out on top with seven wins, 21 points. Wimbledon in second on 16. And Surbiton perhaps trying to open a gap there. And East Grinstead on 15 and Beeston as well on 15, rounding out the top four. Hampstead and Westminster uh, just outside on 14 points. Do they play a top four like, for finals for the, at the end of the season? Yeah, they do. They yeah, have a champion. Yeah. Um, Clifton Robinsons are on 11 points alongside Loughborough students. Then... Um, game in front of University of Nottingham, Reading, University of Birmingham, Holcomb and Buckingham at the foot. Now, let's have a look at what's going on with the men. Well, have you got the fixtures? Yeah, there? I've got the results from last week. Old Georgians, 8-2 winners at home over Exeter Uni. I think it was a double hat-trick from Sam Ward in that one. Reading, 1-0 victors at home against East Grinstead. Wimbledon, 6-1 up at home against Oxted. Holcomb, 3-1 winners at home to Brooklands. Beeston away winners at Nottingham Uni, although not too far to travel away, 2-0. And Surbiton, 2-0 victors over Hampstead and Westminster. That leaves Old Georgians very firmly at the top of the table um, on 22 points. Just uh, very firmly, what am I talking about? On goal difference. Less than a game. O- uh, over Surbiton, who are also oh, on 20, 22 Two points. points. No, no, no. You've got, your information is different to this information. We've got seven wins and a draw Mate, for both sides. Oh. I'm on the official England well, hockey that, side. Well, that this must, must be correct. That must be right. How many goals have... Uh, see, I've got here. Surbiton scored 32, conceded 8. Well, you've I've got, got 32 and 10. Mm. How about Old Georgians? I've got 41 and 9. 41 and 9, yeah. Wimbledon, uh, 24 and 11. 24 and 11. Uh, Holcomb next, 23, 23 and 17. Yeah. Hampstead, 27, Western. 17. Oh, and I've got 25-17. So that must have been a 2-2 draw. Must have and been. this information's incorrect. Where well, how many my games thoughts, did they play? Eight each. Oh, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Brooklyn's at the bottom on one point. East Grinstead next up on four, level on points with tenth placed Exeter University. Uh, 
having a look at what's coming up this weekend. There's a couple of games going on today. And that would be University of Nottingham and Hampstead and Westminster. Late game is Wimbledon and Surbiton. Then tomorrow, Old Georgians take on Reading, Oxstead and Holcomb. University of Exeter and Beeston. And Brooklyn's Manchester University are playing East Grinstead. So good luck to everybody playing in those games. Well, that's a bit of club watch there, John. It is. We'll try and get more club watch happening around the place. Uh, Tell you what, we'll do this. You are listening to the Diversity the Global Hockey Podcast. We'll continue with um, news and results, but I know you're about to do Hockey One, so go on. Hockey One semi-finals today, John. I've got my eyes on most of them. Uh, So finals are being played in the town of Bendigo in regional Victoria. Um, Gold Rush Town. bit Bit of rain there this morning, people slipping and sliding all over the place. I think I might have spotted a little bit of dirtiness in the lines there, Ooh. which generally means a bit of an algae problem, possibly. So oh, it was Mr. Ver- it was very wet, but it just it looked a bit. Dirty. Maybe no, it was no. the TV. Maybe the TV was dirty yeah. that I was why, looking why at. Why would rain make it slipperier? Too much, too much rain, not clearing quick enough. That's uh, oh, okay. You've played on those fields, you know, when you've got a TV broadcast schedule to stick oh, to, John. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You can't have time off. No, all you do is you get the team that was supposed to play. Uh, at a particular time, and you move their game so they have to play later, and you take the prime spot. Well, isn't that how it happens? In, in the two in the two women's semi-finals, um, you'd be pleased to know there were no conversions scored. <laughs> oh, thank God. Just the two short corner goals across both games settled them. Um, Not enough celebratory moments. No, no, no. Clearly terrible for those huge crowds not to get more. I mean. The, the Perth Under Six game I watched this morning, where they lost one nil to New South Wales Pride Women, that was seven thirty-five a.m. local time here. Um, so of course there wasn't many people. Oh no, it wasn't here, was it? Um, it was three hours it was away. Three hours away. That's right. Even yeah. then, what what time was it on? Ten thirty-five in the morning for a final. So I'm hoping that because the finals finals have been played, can... have been oh, played yeah, there yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, that yeah. if you're a a local who's who's going to go and maybe sample some top-level hockey for the first time, you're only going to go for one day, and the day you're going to get your tickets for is going to be the, the grand final so. and playoff. I don't think that you're so. not going to have any problems getting a ticket, I wouldn't say. Anyway, right? back to the results. New South Wales Pride, as I said, 1-0 winners over Perth Thunder Sticks. They make their way through to the grand final tomorrow. Brisbane Blaze, 1-0 winners over Hockey Club Melbourne. Uh, and in the men's comp, uh, it was a 1-1 draw between Brisbane Blaze and New South Wales Pride. Pride getting up in Short the, quarter goals again. In the shootout. Uh, well, it was 1-1. It was a 1-1. Yeah, but were they, uh, they were, so they must have, they didn't miss their conversion. They were both. Both short corner goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the only one where we, we saw some converted goals was the final game, which we watched the second half of together. Uh, Perth under six, six goals to three up over Canberra Chill. A traditional 3-1, was it? Do we think? Well, there was... was A 3-2, it would have been. Yeah, 3-2. Yeah. Um, There were no no corners scored at all, but there was uh, five... No, wasn't one of the Canberra goals a corner? It would have had to have been if they've got... No, 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 they they missed missed the conversion. conversion. They missed the conversion. That's right. So So there was no penalty corner goals. No wonder it's hard. five proper goals. Was it five? Yeah. Yes. So it would have been 3-2. 3-2, yeah, yeah. Regardless, Thunder Sticks through to the Sorry. final. 
selection headaches tomorrow. Does Ben Rennie make it in? Our Ben uh, or Tyler Lovell? You'd have to go for one Our of ben? the current Kookaburra incumbent goalkeepers, not some old hack who's retired from retired. the national game. Winding know, down. Winding down, wandering around the hockey WA offices. Yeah. I mean, it's hardly a high-performance environment, is it? That's right. Just bothering people. Because <laughs> um, what, what did you make of the uh, the whole fight? I, I don't like the fact that we squash all this stuff up. We've t- spoken about this before with World Cups and giving things time to breathe. Well, one, one great thing about the footage that I've seen... Um, and the no, no, li- no, the live It's stuff not the footage. Don't worry about the footage. You bring that up as your own separate thing. Let me oh. continue with my little thing. All right. Well, okay. Well, explain then, yourself. Then. I am, but you're interrupting me. Why do you think I'm always interrupting? <laughs> now, uh, go you, on, go on. I've got... I'll interrupt back. Anyway, um... Like with World Cups, nothing, everything happens so quickly, nothing gets time to breathe. Like the results of these games, to get, we have no time to build up to the grand final, if you know what I mean. I, I just think this is you, you one know area that, of fixed... Uh, no, no, don't go through all the... All but there's the restrictions. Equipment. There's restrictions, isn't there? You've got to fit it into a certain time period to be able to do it. It doesn't... No, wait, wait, wait. Leave those sort of things for a minute and just consider that these things may not be fixed correctly to actually generate the sort of stuff that you want these... Comp- these. But that, yeah, but that didn't happen with going back to state hockey days. You've got your week away or two weeks, whatever it might have been, that that's where the... Yeah, the whole... and what are they doing? They're continually to base, continuing to basically follow that model. So it's no great revolution in thinking or anything. Well, no, it's that. not, because that model meant that everything was held in one particular place for the whole tournament, yeah, back-to-back, and... right, as opposed to... A four-week, six-week, six-week. What program. I'm saying is, when you've got these games so close together, it, like you, you play the semi-final yesterday, and the, the day after you have to go it, and play the final. It's when, bloody hockey, isn't it? It's no, what, well, what we do in all tournaments. Why is it hockey? You know? well, I don't the know. point I'm trying to make is that it's dumb for hockey to do that. Why do we do it? This is supposed to be a league. Let's be able to promote the big game rather than oh, semi-finals are done. Oh, tomorrow, quick, let's go off and play the final. And it, there's we talked about before, no time for the sport to breathe. No, you're right. And there, there isn't really a lot of chance to build any narrative for mainstream uh, no. me- media, uh, sports media, and your average Joe sports look, fan. I get why there's a lot of reluctance to change a lot of things are based around that because, uh, you know, you'll get, oh, well, it costs so much and we've, we've got everybody here and blah, blah, and all that stuff, rah, rah, rah. But we're not doing our sport any good service by following the method we're using at the moment. And we don't... There's no opportunity whatsoever to promote the bloody final because there's a whole pile of other sport going along this weekend and it's just going to get swamped and it's going to get buried and no one's going to know. Well, on a positive note, more cameras there. Yeah. Better footage coming out of this. No commentators there, though. Well, this is, and that's the frustrating thing. They're sitting in the studio there again. And it uh, was bad. Let's... Well... Sorry, we, guys. I know you're trying hard and you've worked a lot and the guy from Messian who does the... We, you know, we, we, we could do... Not we, saying you're not professional or anything, but it's just not working. We could see from some of the things on camera that were happening that weren't being called by them because they weren't necessarily looking at the, the bits of like, players running off the field. Oh, players t- getting t- cards. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, Yellow cards. No, they were green cards. There's one got one. Oh, no, there's two. Well, they, you called them yellow, they said already, they were yeah. yellow cards, and then obviously it came through on the TMS system, I'm assuming, that they were green cards. Oh, no, green cards. But 
a minute later, they already spent half of their yeah. green card off. If you're there in the stadium, we'll call, loosely call it a stadium, you, you're um, you're going to spot that, aren't you, instantly? And you, it, it's just relying you know, on screen. It doesn't look. It's not a good looking venue, is no. it? On screen, it's, as as a player, it might be a fantastic place to play it because of this and that and all the other things. That, but we're not there. We're only seeing it through the TV. But as a TV spectacle. Well, it's it's not a dub, it's not a it's not a double turf setup that's been built with the view of having more than five hundred people going to watch any hockey there or televised. Uh, it's, yeah, it's uh, yeah a little bit awkward with the sort of grounds design and the car parking and now, things. You do have a bit of a rant about why don't they just run a power cable to the other? One of your favourite rants is why do they? Why do we always put the cameras on the same side of the field where the crowd is? So we always get poorer part of the crowd in, yeah. in the vision. Yeah. We don't see the grandstands and all that. Well, you were ranting on about it today, going, why don't they just... And then we've got the overhead shot. Because there was no crowd on the other side to take footage of. That's why they didn't run the court around there. Fair point. And maybe you're right. Maybe they'll all turn up for the final tomorrow. I thought it was quite disappointing, though. It was. I'm sure the locals will love it. Being absolutely there. bucketing in da- down. The yeah, and that's that's there, part. So. You know, a lot of people, and we know what sort of problems we've had with flooding. You might not be able to get to Bendigo <laughs> from some parts of Victoria. Yeah. So in some ways, a lot of things have conspired against it. Now, talking about conspiring against things, John. Like um, AFLW finals. Uh, Pakistan. We will come back to hockey one on that article shortly. Uh, throw forward to that. Uh, Pakistan's participation in FIH Nations Cup in the doldrums. Now, there's multiple articles out there on this. Uh, this one's from GOTV, Sahail Imran. Uh, Pakistan hockey team's participation in the FIH Nations Cup is in the doldrums as the Pakistan Sports Board is yet to release funds for the international event. Pakistan Hockey Federation has not received any response from the PSB, despite approaching the latter thrice for funds revealed well-placed. It is these well-placed sources. They're back. Uh, uh, if Pakistani team doesn't participate in the event, the FIH could take severe action against the PHF since the latter has already communicated that they will feature in the tournament. Is this deja vu again, 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 again? again, again? It's Groundhog Day. What, what, what sources do you get in Pakistan? Well, they got to the Sultan Aslan Shah Cup, didn't they? Yeah. They made it there. I suppose uh, a bit cheaper. To get there, cheaper to get there than Where's, South Africa. It's in Poch, um, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, they want to speak to the Prime Minister and uh, the normal clarion call from the Secretary oh, General, whoever it may be at any point in time. They should be speaking to their the former moment. countrymen, shouldn't they? Tie up. This is, where, this is where you need to, need to step up. Use your influence. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because this Not is... Not that we're advocating well, no, no, that but the FIH president... Throw his weight around, or no, but it's a, it's a route to the Olympics, John. The Nations Cup, because you, you win the Nations Cup, you go into the Pro League. You know, you're at the top table. You're going to get better because you're playing against better teams. You won't get flogged every game. Olympics, Olympics, loyalty fund, solidarity, solidarity fund. Oh, okay, that's where we're solidarity, loyalty fund. Um. So, yeah, no surprise there from Pakistan. And whilst just mentioning as well the um, uh, Sultan Aslan Shah Cup, of course, won by Malaysia. Um, 
Malaysia have announced their team for the Nations Cup and a lot of their top players are out. There's an article in the New Straits Time um, asking the question, are we picking up injuries because of uh, training methods? Well, hang on a moment. They just play, just played in the Sultan Aslan Shark Cup. You mean players got injured in a competition? What, that you won? Shut up. Stop me moaning. Be happy with your trophy, if you get a trophy. Might be a pennant. Might be. Pennants are always nice, though. You can oh, hang can. them in cupboards. Yeah, There's glass can. doors on them. Yeah, or you can roll them all up and chuck them in a plastic box and let them sit in the shed. For years. For eternity. <laughs> <laughs> Another way to deal with them. So, uh, Aslan Shah, apparently there was world ranking points up for grabs. Oh, there are new world rankings, although all we care about is Australian men are at the top still. Uh, have you not played anybody? Have they played? No, I haven't played anyone. No, no. kept those right. <laughs> kept the top spot. But isn't it the whole system a bit of a joke when invitational tournaments start counting towards things? I mean, if you're going to have a world ranking system, it's got to be fair, i.e. That's based on everybody that... playing no, no, each but... other or playing the same amount of games you or don't, something. You don't understand the system, John. You just don't understand the It's deliberately system. designed to be not understood. We've been through it. Yep. Welcome to hockey. Welcome to hockey. Um, bu- 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 now, oh, it was mentioned to me this week that I should get my eyes on the FIFA Uncovered documentary on Netflix. Oh, some uh, great performances. Yeah, and a, and a brilliant supporting cast roles. Well, yeah, well, I hear the FIH is you know, communications man Nicholas Mindgott features quite heavily. And finally, I just did a little search. I put Mindgott Blatter in. And there's a few images there of uh, Nicholas Mindgut whispering into the ear of Seppala. Now, he stepped into the role uh, on a temporary basis as the communications chief there at FIFA. Now, we must uh, tell that story of him, why he ended up stepping in as the acting head of FIFA Communications. Oh, we'll try and find... Well, no, I don't, no, I don't well, the, the just, bloke who was in that job... Yes, Gregorio, yeah, yeah, told a joke on television. Yeah, at the end of an interview on Swiss TV. What's your favourite right. joke? Was that he was asked what his favourite joke yes. was? Yeah, and he said, the um, the president of FIFA, the secretary general, and the marketing was it marketing or the media? Media, yeah, um, media director were are all sitting in a car. Who's driving? And the answer is. The police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells his joke on national on the television show. Two weeks later, he had to resign. Much loved by Sepp, apparently. Yes, um, and much and loved Sepp very much. Apparently, oh, tears in his eyes geez. when uh, when he was doing his resignation. Um, now, the other thing, you, I don't know if you remember that when uh, the character Lee Nelson, uh, comedian Simon Brodkin, fronted a FIFA press conference and tossed uh, a load of money in the air towards Blatter and. Wow, mine got features quite heavily in in he that does. in that as well. Hey, does he do a bit of security work at, at one stage? That's right. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. Blatter's calling and, for his security many hats. Yeah, that's why he's now at the FIH because he he can wear yeah. all the hats. That's right. Um, yeah, just interesting. But anyway, just I was told to watch it because it uh, it very much speaks of where hockey seems to be at at the moment and uh, things are being run a, along a similar kind of line. And what can you expect when your CEO is the ex-marketing director and your media guy is the ex-media and communications guy from FIFA? Ten years on, learning all the lessons that they did at FIFA. Woof. Amazing. I I heard perhaps there might be some movement in the CEO area. Yeah? Yeah. 
Yeah. Just one of those um, totally unfounded and scurrilous rumours that floats around. What, tie-up in for CEO or, ex- or executive yeah. chairman, maybe. Uh, we've only got two no, years. Well, we've, only got two year- we've only got two years until Coco puts his hand up it for won't president. Be the current CEO. That was that was the uh, oh, well, gist of the conversation. He's about overstayed his welcome. Now he's got, he's way past the three years. He's lucky that bloody COVID came along and just you know wasn't on the three year well, roundabout. He's, he's actually, no, he'll he'll want to hang around till France, yeah. the home nation, and the Olympics. So that's. But I've heard there's a there's a bit of a move to move him on. Let's wait and see. Probably, as I said, scurrilous and unfounded. Well, it it must be unfounded, John, because the FIH are, of course, award winners, aren't they? Um, oh, they did win an award. Now, I mean, this is pretty remarkable. Um, there's a huge panel of experts that um, go into selecting the winner of the Sports Business Awards 2022, awarded just this week... Uh, at the Kia Oval in in yeah. London, England. The, the Sports Business Awards, uh, if we go to the About, uh, About Us. Uh, sport isn't all about glitz and glamour. It's about hard work, preparation, dedication. It's about the organisation, blah, blah, blah. Launched in 2017, the British Sports Awards celebrate the very best in sports business who track 500 attendees to the ceremony each year. The judging panel is made up of chief executives of sports governing bodies. Including Nick Pink from England Hockey. All individuals whose knowledge, expertise and experience gives them a blah, blah. Designed to celebrate the virtual, the vital influence of business within sport, the Sports Business Awards recognise the organisations, teams and individuals who excel in their roles. Um, Sports Business Awards Limited. That's who this website is copyrighted before. So I assume... Sports Business Awards Limited is a company that makes money out of holding the Sports Business Awards. Have you um, ever had the Bun Me down at the uh, Vietnamese yeah, yeah, I go there all the time. Oh, they really do excel in their roles, don't they? They do excel in their roles. Yeah. Try the Smash Burger. But, um, so I'm not really sure what Sports Business Awards are. It sounds like a whole lot of self-serving wankology to me. Well, no, go, back, go back to your, your about and then um, enter 2023. Okay. Wasn't that, that would, there was a bit of extra blurb. Well, you've, you've only got. Oh, here you go. It's a, 18, a, 18 weeks, 6 days, 17 hours, 29 minutes, and 2 seconds. It's a countdown uh, time. Beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, complete the entry form. Entry 1. Um, so you can do lots of entries. It's got best sports related commercial or promotional video, the most successful sports event broadcast, sports governing body, best sports governing body initiative, best fan engagement, sports diversity award, sustainability in sport award, best sports charity fundraising initiative, sports innovation award, sport technology of the year, best sports community scheme, agency of the year, best professional services in sport, best brand activation involving sport, best in sports media, best small business in the sports industry under two million pound turnover and best sport in the sports no, best business. business in the sports industry <sighs> so, so, so so you enter yourself you, you enter this. yourself okay you all can, right you can enter in any one of those fields and on this entry form you can enter in four different fields yeah probably entering more if you wanted to um and then there's like contact details and um stuff about receiving more junk mail from the sports business awards um 
But what yeah. can you what can you do with these awards, though, John? That's that's what I want. You can know. hang them up in the wardrobe with the glass doors, Matt, next to the pennant you got from the box down in the basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I read is why the Sports Business Awards. It's to celebrate with your team. Being an award winner is a powerful motivator to inspire you and your colleagues to keep up the great work. Enhance your reputation. Appending an independently judged third-party badge of excellence is a surefire shortcut to emphasising your merit to colleagues, clients, bosses and stakeholders. <laughs> Generate positive headlines. Spread the good news. Everyone loves a success story and winning an award is a great publicity hook for social and traditional media efforts. And aspire to better practice. Winner or not, seeing what others do for their products is an irreplaceable source of tried and tested award-worthy ideas. Now, just to give you an idea of where these awards are aimed at, the best sports community scheme club. So, what, well, in the context of what that category is, best sports community scheme, what would you think that is? Um, an outreach program getting uh, more um, deaf kids playing, playing uh, football. Okay, that's an example of it. Because that particular category was won by Liverpool Football Club Foundation. Silver was the Saints Foundation. And uh, bronze medal was Don's local action group with AFC Wimbledon. So all all football-related winners there. Big professional football clubs. City Thrive, Manchester City Football Club, uh, Leicester City, and Liverpool. Yeah, we mentioned them. And Saints Foundation. So... (laughs) Community scheme? I don't know. Uh, the best sports governing body initiative. This is, this is where our sport gets to shine, Matt. The winner of the best sports governing body initiative was the International Table Tennis Foundation Parkinson's World Table Tennis Championships. Thank you, um, thank you. And the body that won that is the International Table Tennis Federation Foundation. Now, before you Foundation, Matt. Before you tell us the silver, John, allow yeah. me. Yeah. And the silver winner is what? Oh. Watch Dot Hockey, the digital home of hockey, the FIAC International Hockey Federation. Congratulations. Apparently, oh. according to... Ripple of applause, the, a bit of laughter in the crowd as well there. The August a group of judges... There's plenty of them. Um, the Watch Hockey app was the second best sports governing body initiative of 2022, although it's 21-22 um, really when you think about it, because it's still 2022. Someone could have a really great idea in the last month, couldn't they? Uh, yes, they could. Um, the scoring will be will all be conducted online without any references to other scorers and based solely on the submission of the entrant. This will ensure the scores are unbiased and judges are not swayed by the opinions of other panel members. Each entry will be scored by at least four judges in total. The organisers will collate the individual scores and use the average marks given to initially decide the finalists and ultimately to determine the award winners. Do you reckon the people that are nominated and vote... Well, the- the information provided to judges will be used solely for the purposes of assessing the entries. Potentially sensitive information will not be made public. Like true 
viewing figures. <laughs> well, do you reckon any of them who decided that Watch Dot Hockey should come second actually got on the app and used no, it? No, of course not. Uh, unless, unless. No, they, they, no, they unless, sent him in a press release about how bloody good it was. What, We've got, oh, isn't this fantastic? Oh, look, that looks fantastic. We'll give them second. You don't know that. They might all be on holiday right now at an eco-retreat somewhere in addition. <laughs> you just don't know. Oh, uh, what, what did the FIH say about it? Didn't they? Um, oh, they Because that's where you picked up on it originally. Because, of course, it is newsworthy. And it's a good way to show off to your, your stakeholders that you're actually doing something. Um by whacking a badge on there. I wonder if we'll start seeing that the award uh, badge. FIH wins silver at Sports Business Awards. Yeah, that's the one. First loser. Uh, the International Hockey Federation is thrilled to announce that it has been awarded the Best Sports Governing Body Initiative Silver Award at the Sports Business Awards in London. Um... Uh, the recognition comes for the creation of Watch.Hockey Platform, which has massively bu- boosted the viewership opportunities for hockey fans across the world. No, boosted the opportunities. Now, it goes on to say uh, that the apps accumulated 1.2 million users from over 148 countries. Now, I have got to say, about a third of that is just me alone... <laughs> Stopping, starting, restarting. Now, I reckon 1.2 million views of the Edition Eco Retreat advert. That's, that's just you personally. That's, but that's about right. 148 countries? Come on. That's not true for a start. No, it's, mate, it mate, would be available in 148 No, no, countries. no. It says users from over 148 countries. So what, 149? <laughs> <laughs> what? Poppycock, I say. Why wouldn't you just say from 153 countries? Well, no, because some countries might not be countries, you know, like Macaw. Um, <laughs> what? No, you're no. right, you're right. Or they could, they, could they have counted Indonesia? Maybe not. Maybe, they oh, maybe they're in, in, maybe they're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, more than a thousand matches have been streamed and made available on the platform, live and on demand. Nations Cup's supposed to be on there. I don't know if you've got to pay for it. Um, yeah, the one-stop destination for hockey events. The digital home of hockey, John. Um, one, I don't reckon 1.2 million users. That's that's logons, I reckon. <laughs> that they're, and on, oh, the, the numbers are just going to be knowing it. I've stopped right, playing. Actually, I've stopped playing the hockey game. Got bored with it. Just got bored of it. You've got to spend money if you actually want to... Oh, of course. Or, or spend every waking Cha-ching. hour on there play, playing a game. I'm opening it up now. See if I still log me I don't off. know why the FIH is so interested in making money all the time because they don't play, pay the payers, players, do they? They don't... Well, they don't mate, pay, wait, wait, hardly mate, pay mate, the umpires. When you can turn a profit of 70000 oh, yeah. in a challenging year, exactly. something's got to be said about your, your business acumen... This What's is that? this is the background music for the FIH Hockey Manager game, available on Android and uh, at the App Store. That that could very much go on that um, as the soundtrack to that thing you showed me earlier with the aquariums for your television. Right. Yeah. You just whack the aquarium on with that going in the background, and in minutes. The only reason I've opened it up, John, because they do that they have daily challenges or like weekend challenges and it gives you a bit of an idea of the sort of the number of hardcore gamers that are 
are playing and that are invested in the, the numbers. This is still loading and logging in, by the way. That's, ah, right, finally, we're, we're up. Uh, oh, I had a 4-1 win. Um, my last game, John, away at the Mars Van Hockey Club Arena. That's, oh, that's well with done. the FCHC Magpies, if you're on there. Oh, season seven has ended. Uh-oh. How do we go? We're in... We've got a bronze. Oh, that's good. Um, it's got flash, flashed up bronze. I don't know what that means. Um, now, I'll just come out of that. So we want to go to a game. Play cups is what we want to go to, John. You to know, if you, if, you spent, if you put $10 into it, you'd get 100 special gold coins, Matt. Play cups. Oh, it's giving me lots of offers. Spend seven ninety nine. Spend six ninety nine. Oh, coin offer. Offer two ninety nine. Buy now. Best value. Um, so social weekend. We've got six hundred and fifty six participants. Digital Pro League two. Well, that ended. So that was the one that was giving away some tickets for the Pro League. Uh, one thousand one hundred and seventy nine participants. Uh, the daily games tracking around. Four or five hundred that are playing them, but let, yeah, less than two thousand on the the big weekend games that are happening. Just puts it into perspective, John. This is you know, hockey is a players' game. Yes, it's a players' game. Let's focus on the players. Let's focus on the clubs. Pay them. You pay them. No, I was saying we should all pay them. But anyway, one one thing I do love on this uh, this release about the. Uh, Wonderful work the FIH have done with Watch Hockey Act. Remember, remember when cities like in England used to do those like promos for themselves in the sixties and early seventies? It'd be like, "Welcome to Birmingham, a city on the rise," and you know that sort of stuff. And this is all the local industry happening. And look at how right, wow yeah, yeah, and moving yeah, yeah, forward yeah. we are. Da, 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 da. This phrase: "The future of Watch Hockey looks promising." Is that, is that not straight out of one of those docos where they're talking about how wonderful England's going to be in the 21st century? You know, the sort of... I know. That, well, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more Milton Keynes, new town kind of feel yeah. to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Move to the new that, town. Dun, 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 dun. Exeter! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's new towns, not established ones, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's all about the future, John. It's come, we can't dwell on the past, can we? These fields used to hold cows. Well, Not anymore. Whilst dwelling on the past, I did have a quick look at Mr. Dr. Bat for a watch on <laughs> Facebook. Um, lots of very important days have been happening. The most important thing today, though, of course, John, 19th of November, and it's a thank you for the reminder. Best wishes on International Men's Day from Mr. Dr. Batra, no doubt. Congratulations on being a man, Matt. Thank you. And, um, and, Big up yourself too, John. <laughs> um, anyway, he's, he's moved into some new offices, got a new venture. Um, he did also post... I got bars on the windows. I missed this last week, but there was a post from the FIH uh, which said, FIH President Taya Bikram, very moved by the encouraging words that I've received personally from the last four FIH presidents, Juan Angel Casado, Alsevan Breda Vriesman, Leandra, Leandra Negra, and Dr. Narinda Dhruv Batra after my election. I take this as a great sign of support, <laughs> solidarity and unity. Thank you. And what's I what... bet they sent, all sent the same message. It would be, keep your mouth shut, say nothing. Well, he said something, John. Perhaps we'll have a short break oh. and come straight...
You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, back. episode two, two. Straight back. Anyway, go on. You are listening straight back, back straight to the two six six podcast, the reverse of the stick, stick, glow ho po, bring back ho, the bully, ho glow po, Um, just as we thought last week or the week before that inside the games is now the official mouthpiece of the FIH, um, it appears so that we have a new. Uh, a new journalist featuring in the erstwhile Olympics and big game uh, arena. Lo and behold, it's a blog post from Ty Abikram. Really? And he's even got one of those sort of highlighted little blue um, hyperlinked names, you know, by Ty Abikram. Oh. Open link in your tab. It might take us to his journalistic uh, back catalogue. Uh, as long as he puts the V in the right place so you can read it without... Oh, no, it's, it's fresh. Tayyab Ikram has a long association with hockey and international sport. The former Pakistan and China hockey coach is a member of the IOC Olympic Solidarity Commission and has been an executive board member of the International Hockey Federation since 2016. On 5th of November 2022, he was elected as the 13th president of FIH. Then it's got a little contact Tayyab um, with a mail to address, and we'll just click on that. Can I? No, it's not actually linked to his email address. Um, but the great thing is, John, he's written a blog post. Excellent. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. It's, it's not that long, isn't it? No. Do we? Well, I need this. Uh, you can only do it every time international is said. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I, don't, I haven't read this. <laughs> no, you, you haven't read this. No. Let's just take a bit of a, a breath. You speak while I just take we, some refreshment. We've, to... we've deliberately decided with some of these things that um, we're not going to look at them before. We're not going to do the right thing and professional thing and look at them before. If it works for the FIH at Congress, why not for us, John? Yeah. So we'll just we'll just take them as they come, and and that way you get a natural reaction. Because usually what happens is if we pre-read them, we talk about them and discuss them, we use all our best material then, and by the time we come to record the podcast, we're empty now. This is in the first person. It's being read. So imagine I'm Ty Abikram. Um, I'll also let you uh, press it when there is a me-ism in there, when it's all me, me, me. If it's, if it's too much me, me, me. If it's too much me, I get to home. Yeah. Okay. All right. You ready? Are we sitting, are we sitting comfortably? I think I'm comfortable, yes. Then we'll begin. With a <laughs> Great start. <laughs> With a first participation at the Olympic Games in 1908 in London, 30 million players around the world and 140 national associations, members of the International Hockey Federation, FIH, hockey is a well-established sport within the Olympic movement. But should we simply be contemplating this and be satisfied? Not with me. Pursuing pursuing relentlessly the... Pursuing the relent, pursuing relentlessly the development of our sport has to be our daily objective and ambition. And I'm fully confident in the potential of hockey to grow considerably. To achieve this, the whole hockey community around the world needs to put all their efforts on three areas. Increasing participation, i.e. bringing more players to hockey, increasing hockey's <laughs> fan base, and increasing hockey's resources. Of course, FIH has to lead the way. Therefore, we have a number of initiatives to take or enhance 
and I would like to highlight a few highlight a few thereafter. Whilst it's essential that the growth of hockey continues in the biggest national associations, we at FIH need to support in the first place the smaller ranked hockey nations. During my presidency at the helm of FIH, I will make sure that FIH's primary objective, which is to develop the game precisely, is at the centre stage of everything we do. I thought athletes were at the centre st- of everything. Anyway, um, development is my passion. My passion. And I, w- and, I would qualify- and I would qualify myself as a development ambassador. On top of FIH, I'm counting on the five continental federations to be active leaders in this area, but I'm also appealing to our biggest member associations to play their part and share best practices with smaller ones. You mean like clubs? Uh, solidarity can only be beneficial for hockey. Yes, comrade. In its globality, in the same vein, in its globality. <laughs> globality. In the same vein, I'm advocating for regional training hubs which nearby countries could access with a co-shared infrastructure. Furthermore, I want to activate, I want to activate the FIH Foundation. Release the cracker! <laughs> no, he left a few years ago. Yeah, that was the cracker. <laughs> I want to activate the FIH Foundation as this can help development projects and enhance opportunities for development at all levels and free rent. Oh no, it's all right, I said that. Hockey is a truly fun, fast and skillful sport. And we can be proud of our track record in terms of values such as gender equality, respect and fair play. Have we done enough to demonstrate this to the world, to all sports fans, to the youth? We need to do more in promoting this, intensifying the use of technology and digital communications platforms available today. The top athletes of our sport, whom we need to help for their career, further education and, and psychological well-being. No, it doesn't say international, it doesn't say me. I'm just easier to call that bullshit. But that wasn't what we were using it for. Okay. Some okay. people got annoyed with it last week, you know, John. You mean you They mean. might not come back again. I don't know. I can't remember. Was <laughs> I annoyed? Psychological well-being also have a central role to play in this regard. Fans today express a lot of interest in learning more about athletes. Behind-the-scenes stories are really popular. Together with athletes, we need to be more open and proactive for such content. Also... By promoting our values, we can only gain the trust of parents to have their kids starting hockey. Start, play, stay is the motto of our development activities. This is not just a nice formula. This integrates very concrete actions for making this vision real. We are privileged to have several formats which complement each other. Let's make the most of this too. Of course, the 11-a-side version remains the traditional form of hockey. It's also the Olympic version. But indoor hockey is another outstanding format. Personally, I'm a strong advocate of indoor hockey. <laughs> now you can you can press that once on the bullshit. Yeah. It brings non-stop action and creates a really special atmosphere among spectators. Let's not forget that for a number of countries, this is also the only way players can still practice their beloved sport adequately when weather conditions become challenging. I invite all sports fans to turn their eyes to Pretoria, South Africa in February next year for the sixth edition of the FIH Indoor Hockey World Cup. And you will see for yourselves. <sighs> a wonderful opportunity to grow our sport globally is offered by Hockey Fives. As the name suggests, teams are made of five players each. 
Matches take place on a smaller pitch, similar to indoor hockey. There are perimeter boards which keep the ball almost permanently in play. And the, go- <laughs> and the goal scoring ratio is really high. Is the ratio high? It's only high if one team scores more than the other, isn't it? A lot more than the other. I mean, if it's 15 goals to 15, that's a low ratio, isn't it? Well, wouldn't really be. Uh, it would be one to one, wouldn't it? All these parameters make Hockey Fives really attractive for the youth. The reduced size. Oh, the youth are crazy for ratios, man. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, reduced, the reduced size of the pitch enables installing a provisional structure in the heart of cities, giving to Hockey Fives that urban touch which goes well with today's society. <laughs> Is this written in 1845? <laughs> this is also perfect for cities eager to create entertaining activ- activities for their local population. Last but not hey, least, the smaller... The comrade's no- out of his mind. Last but not least, the smaller number of players needed is a big help for many nations. Not only will they be able to play, but they will also have the chance to put their names on the qualification or even the final tournaments in FIH Hockey Fives World Cup with less players. I said that. Not him. We need to work on inclusivity in our sport. I hear sometimes that our sport is for the social upper class. While this might have been partly true in some regions of the world, this time is over. Oh, hallelujah. FIH are going to pay my fees. Yeah. They're going to pay all of our fees. Yeah. We can pride ourselves to be a gender equal sport. 50 on percent. Did you do this blog post yourself, Ty? Or did you get someone to do it for you? I think it means 51. It's in the E. Yeah, uh, on. 50 on percent of the 30 million participants in the world are girls or women. All our, you just do not have those figures. He you just do not. Out. You know what? I'll say 51%. All our events are absolutely identical for women and men. But we need to enhance that. That's exactly wrong. Because where's, where's the Sultan of Johor Cup for women? Where's the Sultan Aslan Shah Cup for women? Um, when do you see Pakistan women? Behind closed, out from being behind closed oh, no, walls to play the hockey. The Champions Trophy wasn't because there wasn't a Champions Trophy. No, there wasn't. There was a Champions Trophy for women that came. Oh yeah, yeah it did yeah. later. Yeah, you're right. All our events are absolutely identical for men and women, but we need to. En- I, I was just going to read this and not butt in. Very rude. Sorry, Tyab. Uh, but we need to en- enhance our diversity, in particular when it comes to ethnicity. I feel we're in a good way with national associations taking initiatives to recruit young players from all backgrounds. But we can and will. Do more. Well, so he's expecting Egyptian authorities to run around trying to recruit Australian kiddies to play for an Egyptian team. Must is be, it? must be. If they is live locally. I, I don't understand. We need to make sure that hockey fans and sports fans in general have access, easy access to watch hockey, be it through our broadcast partners or our OTT Surfsea. Ty, have you got the spell check on that? Watch.hockey. I can only urge everyone to, to register to the latter in order to follow or discover the intensity and skills of our sport and its athletes. No general sports fan is downloading Watch.Hockey to find out about the game. Um, nearly done, nearly done, nearly done. We need to, to be always alert for new trends. This is the case of eSport. I'm glad that FIH recently launched its very first Hockey Manager mobile game. This is a good start, and I'm sure we will get new hockey fans from the gaming community. No, we won't. But we have to continue exploring all e-opportunities which are coming our way. We are a modern and dynamic sport. E-gaming is a way to showcase this. I don't think you get the whole e-gaming thing, uh, Tyab. Unless you're about to invest about 15 million US dollars on 
building a decent hockey game similar to FIFA, then you've got no chance. We need to promote sustainability in hockey. For example, the watering of pitches for the top hockey competitions has to stop. In a world where many people are struggling to access water, this simply oh, is no longer acceptable. I'm glad it's all right. They're, what they're going to be doing is they're going to be organising a pipeline from our club because we've got some good bore water yeah, yeah. Um, by our club and they're going to take it to Africa somewhere that's really <laughs> hot and dry. Couldn't we Couldn't we use one of those helitax things for the fires? Yes. It yes. Just load it up and it just flies over to Africa and yep. just drops the water on the pitches yep. needed. That could work. Anyway, in a world where many people are struggling to access water, this simply is no longer acceptable. I'm glad that we've made big progress with our progress with progress uh, with our partners in the industry to find an alternative soon. Our goal is to play on a non-water turf for the FIH Hockey Fives World Cup in January 2024. We've shown it can be done in Lausanne. No water went on the Fives pitch no. in Lausanne. The 2026 FIH Hockey Women's and Men's World Cups and the 2028 Olympic Hockey Tournaments. Our goal. No, you've made a promise that we will be waterless by 28. I thought it was even Paris he said it'd be waterless by. If we manage to implement the above-mentioned actions, which are just a few... If we manage... I see no reason why hockey's participation and fan base would not grow. Oh, well, if we do all of that, of course it's going to grow, isn't it? This shall then translate into an increase... We're not watering them now. We don't put water on them. It's fine. Come and down and play. Oh, yeah, yeah. This shall then translate into an increase of our resources that we will use to invest in developing hockey. Hence, why it's so crucial that we make the absolute most of our potential to grow. Ricky, stand by that phone. He's going to be ringing off the hook with sponsors. Oh, they'll... Jumping at the chance. Yeah, we might even name the Pro League. Is naming right no, 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 no. We don't no, need to. No, because it's a family to. sport. Family sport. Yeah. I have to do that. Yeah. Uh, it does say read more of Tyab's articles at the bottom. We'll have a little click on that. Has he, Has he written other articles? Well, we'll see, won't we? And what's, what's hockey's fascination no. with sustainability all being about whether we water pitches or not? We had this rant a couple of weeks ago, but sustainability is what, about a whole lot what, more than that. What are we making hockey turfs out of? <laughs> yeah, that's a good Recycled question. Recycled eco, eco-plastics, the, mo- the most recent uh, yeah. polytown ones in, in Tokyo. Um, but we also don't know what they're going to be like in five years' time, do we? No, we'll have to wait and see. Well, from what I'm hearing, they might not be there anyway. Might be getting ripped up. Oh, there's been some changes. Old mates just come from Japan. Yeah, some of it's been ripped up yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, um, from from what where the Olympics were. There's yeah. baseball field on where yeah. one of the one of the turfs were. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so much for what do they call it? Legacy. Anyway, um, I just don't get their their the attitude to that, mate. <laughs> If the world's in such a state that Tyab's talking about as far as water goes, and and that's a, a potential future for all of us is a lack of water, then don't worry, the world's going to have a whole lot more problems than just water going on, mate. You're not going to be flying international teams willy-nilly across the globe to have under-21 tournaments or development camps or whatever you think you're going to have in the future. It's just not going to happen. So if you want to talk sustainability, start talking about it properly and sensibly 
and not just plucking bullshit out of the air. Oh, we're not going to water our turfs. You don't have to water them now. You can still play on them. It's not great to play on, no, but you can do it. You'll, you'll fall over. You'll and get a burn. burn. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very that's, easy. But if but you but really but want but to do it, but Ty, that's a, turn that's... the tap off. That's how you get a waterless turf. Simple. Yep. Simples. Simples. Um, yeah, do that, and then we'll bugger off. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Uh, a couple of quick shout-outs before we go. Um, Orch and um, the board member and the, oh, the Adam God. Clifford. No, no, the, the Kate Orman. Kate, sorry, I forgot, Kate. But congratulations, folks, on um, your award show. At least somebody in hockey is trying to bring glitz and glamour to a presentation of awards in our sport. At least they get the bloody idea of how awards should be done. And it's a bit of a piss take with the crowd shots and all that. But that's what we should be having. Orch, you're damn right. They should put Orch in charge of the official Hockey One Awards ceremony night. You know when we were reading that bollocks before about the sports business awards and they're talking about oh we're gonna ha- we have a big dinner with 500 people come along every year right hockey people go to that dinner hockey administrators go to that dinner yeah. so why aren't we having dinners like that so that we can recognize our athletes maybe this maybe it's on tomorrow night in bendigo it'd be nice if it was but i don't think it will be and at the new market tavern or yeah. something oh, the, the gold uh, rush hotel uh, the bowls club it would be at the bowler. Because it's cheap beers at the yeah. bowler. Yeah, probably cheaper than the stadium. And, and, and you get you get a great steak sandwich down there. Sure do. What about a ham and cheese toasty? All right, plenty of them. Yeah. But no, seriously, well done. Orch and on the first series of the Hockey One podcast too. I think they did a little... The podcast, yeah. Look, it's, Didn't agree with all of their opinions, but I thought uh, at least they're having a crack. They're having a go, yeah, yeah. Don't like the format, but you're having a crack, mate. Yeah. Um, a couple of facts came up from a, um, a post that, uh, about Hockey One with some facts about uh, elite hockey's athletic, elite hockey players' athletic prowess. Um, I'll give you a few of the stats here. Uh, New South Wales Pride star Tom Craig, who holds a personal best 40-metre sprint time of 4.94 seconds, wearing hockey boots on a synthetic hockey pitch. It wouldn't have been that quick if it hadn't been watered, I'm sure. That's comparable with former Arsenal football club legend Thierry Henry, whose best was 484 but on a high-performance athletics track wearing running spikes. In have you worn a pair of hockey shoes? Yes. The, the sorts of hockey shoes they have. Have you yeah. worn athletic spikes? Yes. Could oh, you yeah, tell yeah. Could you tell me the difference in weight between... <laughs> it's just... Between Thierry Henry and Tom Craig? Yeah, well, at no. the moment, Thierry looks a little bit lighter. Yeah. But, you know, well, he does uh, know about shoes. Yeah. Great podcaster, though. Yeah. Winner, IFHPA winner. That's right. Um, oh, another friend of the show mentioned here, Tim Deven in 2015... Uh, publicly reported he achieved a beep test score of 16.11, uh, which apparently is good compared to so is something article, that... A, a, is this a, article based on actual study, or is it just based on them collecting random bits of information? Well, Stephen famously also recorded a seven-site skinfold score of just 32 millimetres before the 2016 Rio Games. I mean, he, he eats bugger all, you know. Sultana lives brand. on soft drinks. Of, uh, lives no, on soft drinks. And Sultana brand. Yeah, that. Uh, around the same time, Canberra chill forward Glenn Turner recorded bench press of more than 150 kilos. Um, uh, in the Hockey Roo squad, Steph, uh, hang on, let's have a look. Um, Steph Kershaw's, uh, 
Yo-Yo test score is 20.4, narrowly ahead of teammate Rosie Malone on 20.2. This is much better than some soccer players and things. Yeah, but that's all very Um, well and good, but it's still not... What does it mean? In context was what? I'm not going through the whole article, so you've got to read the whole article to get the context, but it's basically saying... Uh, you know, we're pretty resilient. There's some pretty great athletes out there. Um, have a bit of respect for the, you know, the fact that we can throw hockey balls at 125 kilometers an hour from drag flicks. Um, I, look, it's a bit of a, a, a bump up fluff piece for our athletes. I think we should celebrate it and it's good and I, and I like it. Imagine what those figures would be like if they were playing 70 minutes. My last, last thing, uh, why do you reckon Ronnie Rampel's not playing in the India team at the moment? Uh, pay dispute? Because apparently she knows. Um, interview uh, we got tagged in and this is Sandeep Sikdar who we've mentioned a bit recently um, asked the question of Yannicka Shopman former India captain Rani Rampal is fit and took Haryana to the national games gold last month why isn't she back on the team the response was every player at the selection trials was fit as I said I don't like to comment on individual players Rani knows why she's not on the team I was at the National Games. I did look at all the players' performances. Almost all the 20 selected played at the National Games. I reviewed everyone's performance over this past summer. In the past two months, here in camp, watching the National Games, I made a decision where these 20 represent India at best at this point in time. Follow-up question. So is Rani out based on performance? As I said, Rani knows the reasons why she's not playing, so I'm not understanding your question. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, everyone is in or out of the team based on performance. I make a selection together with the selection committee. With yes, my staff, she's out. With my, performance. With my, with my staff based on performance. But she got a bag full of goals. She's 27 years old. Um, there's something else going on in the background there, surely. Uh, yeah, you'd think so. And if you know the answer to that, please do send an email to Matt at the Reverse Stick or John at the Reverse Stick.net. Even if you don't know, send us a scholar's rumour that may be somewhere near to the uh, truth. The, the, less, the less it's based in the foundation of truth, the better. Uh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. more chance of us airing it then. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, oh. We don't tell people what's actually going on. Oh. All right, thanks for joining us, folks. Don't forget, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Reverse Stick to support our hockey podcast endeavours. If you like the show and you can't afford to do that, Just tell your mates. See ya. Have a good hockey week.